are so in tune to at Christmas time, and I remember doing this uh, even, even as a youngster, writing a letter to Santa Claus. You know, making sure, badgering my mom to make sure that it got in the mailbox, it got mailed so that Santa would know specifically what my specific needs, wants, <laughs> desires, and most of all, my demands were going to be for that Christmas. But there's a day that comes before that in this time that we're in in just about another, is it next week? Yes, next Thursday, a week from Thursday, Thanksgiving. Here's just a little interesting tidbit for you. Every year, hundreds of letters arrive at the Jerusalem post office addressed to God. The majority of the letters are addressed to God, Jerusalem, Israel, or to God at the Wailing Wall. Have you ever seen the, those pictures of the Wailing Wall there? Um, but either of these addresses directs those letters to the sorting room of the Israeli post office's dead letters department. The postmen in that department ensure that every piece of mail addressed to God reaches its destination. And the Jewish holy site there is known as the Western Wall, where Jews traditionally place their prayer request. And perhaps you've seen some of those and when people will go and they will write their prayer request and they will stick them in the little, the mortar joints there of the walls. And then these letters are collected and they're placed in a velvet bag. And then they're posted to God through cracks in that western wall. And deliveries to the wall began several years ago when the postmen decided that since there was no way to return the letters to the unknown senders, that they might as well deliver them to the person to whom they were addressed, recipient God. So the spokesman for the Israeli post office says, some people go to a shrink or a rabbi and others write it down, put it in an envelope, slap a stamp on it, and mail it to God, Jerusalem, Israel. So now these letters and all of these prayer requests, uh, they're all sent to God. Some of the people seek forgiveness of sins while others seek jobs and, or, or, or seek help with personal problems. And so this post office spokesman specifically remembers a letter in which the author listed so many problems that the postal workers took up a collection and sent the man $1,000 of the $1,200 that he requested from Almighty God. Well, as time goes on, two months later, the postal workers noticed that another letter from this same man written to God was there. They thought that he was probably sending thanks to God. But at the end of the letter, when they read it, the man wrote, thank you for the money, but please, next time, don't send it through the postal service. Those thieves stole 700 shekels from me. Well, 700 shekels in U.S. currency is $201.67. And so this gentleman, he was upset 
because he requested 1,200, he got 1,000, and he was still upset that he didn't get the other $200. Sounds like a whole lot of folk that you may know or encounter on a daily basis. But I would submit to you this morning, instead of being grateful to God for what we have, a whole lot of people find that it's easy to complain about what we don't have. I think we've all been there, you know, to one degree or another, uh, at one time or another in our lives. But I love what it says in Psalm chapter 50, verse 14, and it says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High God. Amen. Hallelujah. Every morning and throughout the course of the day, Pastor Dora said, I hear her saying it. She hears me saying it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, throughout the course of the day, we're always in praise mode and thanks mode to what the Lord is doing. Uh-huh. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. He said, well, what does God really want from me, Pastor? This is really what he wants from all of us. Just for us to acknowledge his goodness all day long. When you're driving in your car, instead of complaining about the traffic, thank the Lord that you are alive and well and that your car works at all. So it's up to us to worship him in everything. Now, remember, I did not say worship him for all things, but worship him in everything and offer the praise and the sacrifice of praise to God continually. So here we are in our text on this morning, very familiar text from the book of Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 1. Hallelujah. And this is the prayer of Habakkuk, who was a prophet. Amen. And this particular prayer was written to music so that all who would recite it would sing it. Uh, it would be sung as a song. Verse 17 and verse 18. Amen. We know it by heart. Hallelujah. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olives shall fail and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet, hallelujah, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy, hallelujah, in the God of my salvation. You know, I'm very big on biblical names because all biblical names have some significance. They had significance then, and I believe that they have significance now. And names are also uh, important because they help shape the personality and the mindset of the person to which it was named. And so the name Habakkuk means wrestler, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-R, he was wrestler. All right, and because he was always wrestling and questioning, and if you will, talking back to God, he was commonly known as the doubting Thomas of the Old Testament. Mm, yes, yeah, hallelujah. And I believe that, that this book of Habakkuk is, is it, it bears the name uh, that so many of us can even, uh, th th that the world can identify with even on today. 
You know, when they look up and they wonder, when they look at the news and they look at their bank account, when they look at uh, other reports and things that are coming out and wonder, in all of this, where is God? And in effect, that's what the prophet, this writer Habakkuk was saying here in the entire book of Habakkuk. Lord, I see all of this stuff that's going on. You know, we, we, we're just going through such a hard time and things aren't the way that I want them to be. And your people, they're concerned about where you are. Lord, they see no manifestation of your goodness and your greatness in their lives. And I think there are times in all of our lives, a time or two, you know, that we've said, Lord, where are you, Lord? But he is our very present help, people of God, in our time of need. Verse 17 again, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, and the flocks shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Or maybe even another Bentley in your garage. Or a Mercedes in your parking spot. Here's what the message says. Though the cherry trees don't blossom and the strawberries don't ripen. Though the apples are worm eaten and the wheat fields stunted. Though the sheep pens are sleepless and the cattle barns are empty. Look at what it says here in verse 18. This is where we need to be. I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God. Yes, I will rejoice in the Lord. And that Hebrew word translated rejoice, as we all know, literally means to jump up and turn around. These words uh, coincidentally were, were spoken by the prophet Habakkuk who was in trembling mode. He was in fearful mode. He was in shaking and quaking mode on the eve of the destruction of his country. But I believe this statement that I just read to you constitutes one of the boldest declarations of faith to be found in all of the word of God in which he said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I don't know what you went through on this week, but even in all that you've gone through on this week, the one thing that you can do, it only cost you a nanosecond of time, and that is yet to rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the God of your salvation. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about, the, uh, uh, about change in our lives, you know, that we have to make in our lives, you know, because when you think different, you change the way you see things. And when you change the way you see things, then you act differently. Yes, so we've got to change our mind. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy. Hallelujah. In the God of my salvation. Yeah. Hallelujah. What Habakkuk was saying, Lord, you are my hope. Yes. I have seen you, but yet I will joy, rejoice in you right now. That's what he said. All right. And then as we fast forward into the book of 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, the apostle Paul said this. He said, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. And if you look at that, just the way it was written and the way that it has been printed, amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, in, 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 everything is italicized. Yeah, so they want you to know, and the Apostle Paul wants you to know, not for everything, but in everything. That means we can give thanks in everything because we know that God can redeem the situation. And God is always going to work out our problem. What's the song that we sang this morning? One of the God, you are stronger. God, you are bigger. God, you are greater. Yes, you are my God. So when we're rejoicing in the Lord, no matter what the evil report may be, hallelujah, we're just saying, Lord, I'm rejoicing in you. Hallelujah. And I know that you're going to continue to give me strength for the journey. Hallelujah. Because it is never God's will for us to rejoice in any problem. It is always God's will for us to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. News flash, breaking news. God is never the source of our problems. Hallelujah. So the the writer here in the back, at the end, he realizes that God is not to be worshipped merely because of all of those temporal, material, and, and physical blessings. But when we too realize that God is to be worshipped and thanked for who he is. That's why we can give him the glory. That's why we can lift up our hands all over the sanctuary and say, Lord, I worship you and I praise you, Lord. Uh, I thank you, Lord. I'm rejoicing in you. I'm trusting in you and I have faith in you. But now, as we read here in Habakkuk, he ends his words with a song of thanksgiving to God for who he is, and for the unchanging benefits that belong to everybody who trusts and knows him. And if you knew this brother and if you read about it and you read his story and looked at Habakkuk's background, you would know that Habakkuk had reason to fret and question God. But instead, he chooses to be thankful. And by the way, the title of the message on this morning is Thanksgiving is a choice. We have a choice this morning to be thankful. Thanking God for who he is and for what he works and for what he's done. So I believe that there are many key words in these particular verses, but two of them I believe are although and yet. So Habakkuk is saying, I don't quite understand all that is happening to me in my nation of Judah, but in spite of it all, I choose thanksgiving. Can you just shout it out with me this morning and say, I choose thanksgiving. So this morning, for just a few moments, I want to use these verses to show that regardless of how things may look on the surface, we all have a reason to choose thanksgiving and praise God. Hallelujah. People of God understand this. Hallelujah. Circumstances change, but God never does. 
He said in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, we read it whenever we're reading uh, in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 and it says, I am the Lord and I change not. He is an unchanging God. He's not an unfeeling God, but he is an unchanging God. He will never change his word for you and me. So it's up to us to get in line with his word. No matter what it may be, no matter what they may say, no matter what they may tell you or what it may look like. Hallelujah. Stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is above all things and he is over all things. And anything that ever comes to us has to come through him. That's what I say every day. You know, some people, you say, oh, no, uh-uh, no, we're not having any of that. You want to get to them, you got to come through me. And if you're bigger and higher and better and better, more powerful than my God, then help your silly self. God is never taken by surprise when negative situations arise in our lives. And I believe that if we were to fast forward into the book of Revelation, uh, John the Revelator, the Apostle John, who was exiled on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony that he had given of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when God uh, parted the heavens, the Apostle John saw the throne and he saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. And what John was saying was, regardless of the circumstances and all of these things, I'm out here in exile. It's only me out here by myself. And I have an idea about what my fate is going to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Regardless of the circumstances, he knew that the Lord was on the throne and that the Lord was going to take care of him. Hallelujah. I'm thinking about the prophet Isaiah, who was discouraged at the death of his good friend, King Uzziah. So what did Isaiah do? Isaiah went into the temple, and the Bible says that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. So I want to tell you this morning, yes, God is on the throne and he absolutely can handle your situation. But all you need to do, people of God, is just offer thanksgiving to God. And beyond the shadow of a doubt, he will bring you through. Habakkuk didn't like what he saw for the kingdom of Judah. So he chooses to thank God because of God's unchanging sovereignty. So the word Lord here in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 18 is translated to Jehovah, one of those compound names of God. Jehovah means, it means self-existent one. It means eternal and changeless. It means covenant-keeping God. It means I am because I am the great I am God. Hallelujah. He is the one in whom we can put all of our trust, people of God, at all times. Glory be to God. And if you're like me, sometimes we may not always perceive what God is doing. But Isaiah said, for my ways are not your ways, Lord, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. That's what God said to Isaiah said, yeah, you just keep on thinking and you think you know it all and you've got it all and you just think this is, yeah, uh -huh, something that I did to you. No, 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 no. 
that is not in my thoughts. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 says, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now notice this, not some things, not most things, not many things, but all things work together for good to them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. So we have to choose thanksgiving, people of God, above questioning and complaining about God. Thanksgiving is our choice. Now notice what Paul said here again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. He said, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. People of God, God's will is for us to give him thanks. Point number two. Go back to Habakkuk chapter 3. Notice in verse 18. He says again, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Again, and no matter what the circumstances may be, people of God, Habakkuk was saying, they cannot alter my salvation. No matter what you're going through, no matter what people are trying to take you through, whatever it is, it cannot and don't ever let it alter your salvation and your faith walk with the Lord. As Paul said, I am going from faith to faith. He said, I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. And I can never be lost and I can never lose my salvation because God's salvation is always unceasing and his presence is always with me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That word salvation here is presented in three tenses. Hallelujah. I believe. Amen. He saved us in the past. He is saving us in the present. And he will absolutely save us for all of eternity, people of God. But God is always constantly using our circumstances to conform us to the image of Christ. And life Again, may at times appear to be uncertain for all of us. We might not know why or how, but one word from God is enough to change your life in a nanosecond. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Are you listening for the one word from God? So let me remind you that this, this world is not our home, people of God, because one day the Lord is coming back on the clouds. He's coming back to rescue and deliver all of us one day. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, the apostle Paul says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And as we eagerly await a savior from here, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, who will transform our bodies so that they will be like his glorious body, Praise God, we have abundant life right here. Yes. People of God in this life. We have the best life now. We're living the blessed life now. But glory be to God, I want to tell you today that even in all of that, in all of this, the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In the epistle of 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 3 and 4, we read, Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, people of God, nothing can touch his unceasing salvation. Glory be to God. Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. So the Bible says that we are saved to the uttermost. That's as saved as you and I can get. And guess what? The, the devil can't touch it. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are children of the most high God. And because we are children of the most high God, we've got to live like it. We have to act like it. We have to walk like it. And we have to talk like we are children of the most high God. People of God, you are children of the king. There's royal blood flowing through your veins. He gives you salvation that the world didn't give you. And the world can't take it away. So today, choose thanksgiving. If you have to say it again, like Habakkuk said, although the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no fruit, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, three little letters, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Yes, this is what the Lord said in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 16. He said, see, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Can you imagine that your names are engraved on the palms of God's hands? That means if you ever try to forget him, God will never forget you. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is a choice. Let's go back to verse 19, Habakkuk chapter 3. This is what Habakkuk said. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like hinds feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. So that word strength here suggests ability. So that means our strength that does not lie within us people of God, but the Lord himself is our strength. And whenever we are unable to stand, he enables us to stand. When we can't feel like we can't go on, he helps us to go on. When we are in that deep valley, he leads us to higher ground and he leads us to the rock, glory be to God, that is higher than I. Now, deer's feet are symbolic. They speak of grace and agility and swiftness. And heights speak of the mountaintops where the deer is free from all the dangers that lie below them. So Habakkuk is telling us that God enables him to rise above his circumstances and that God gives him the strength to stand above the battle and to enjoy freedom in the Lord. No matter what you're going through, people of God, God has given you strength to stand above the battle and he's given you the freedom in the Lord. Hallelujah. So in other words, Habakkuk says, I had my doubts, but God is faithful. He turned every one of my doubts into shouts, and he gives me peace that flows like a river. Well, somebody might say here today, I don't feel like praising God. Some say because the traffic bugs me or because people are just getting on my last nerve. Lord, you don't know 
what I went through on my job this week. But people of God, those are the best times for you to give God some praise. For then it is a sacrifice of praise. As you worship the Lord, in spite of all your human and fleshly inclinations, God is our song and our salvation, people of God. You may not always feel like being thankful, but thanksgiving is not some fickle, emotional thing, people of God. Thanksgiving is a choice. And our highest response and the ultimate expression of our gratitude and respect to God is to praise God and to reflect on his goodness and his mercy. The Bible says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for setting me free. Hallelujah. I want us to look at it. If you can't look at it, I want you to write this scripture down. Psalm chapter 8, verse 7. This is what it says. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, And with my song will I praise him. Listen to what happens when the wrestler and Habakkuk was a wrestler. He wrestled with God. He questioned with God. He, he had doubts about God in his wrestling state. But there was something happening in Habakkuk's life. Something miraculous and something godly happened. Habakkuk changed from a wrestler to a worshiper. Listen to what he said. He was a sober, but now he becomes a singer. So will you if you learn the secret and the blessings of giving God thanks. Yes. Amen. I'm closing with this. My second close, I believe. Verse 18. I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God. The Lord, people of God, wants us to seek his face and to hear his voice. He wants to see his vision no matter what is going on around us. We might be oasis of tranquility and peace and have peace that passes all understanding. So no matter how bad the news might be, he wants us to rejoice in him. Why? It's because he is our strength and our joy. Have you ever discovered this, that when you seek the Lord about a problem, that by the time you're finished talking it over with him, and now as you begin to transcend, and trans, uh, uh, transcend or transpose yourself into worshiping him and spend time with him, that you forgot what you came for in the first place? That's happened to me many times. I can't remember what it was, but Lord, I thank you. Why is that so? Because when we spend time with him, we are in rich fellowship with him. He lifts us up to that place where we belong. No matter what happens, the Lord is our joy. So as we seek him, yes, you will find that what we will get, what we long for all along. Hebrews 13, by him, meaning Christ, Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Bless the name of the Lord. Can you shout to the Lord and give him thanksgiving and praise in this place today? Hallelujah on this morning. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. 
Thanksgiving is a choice. So just rejoice in the Lord on this morning, O ye righteous, because praise is comely for the upright. God bless you on this morning. Praise God. Can we stand to our feet on this morning? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 